It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, June 26th. I'm Donald Ware. A little independent flavor this week on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as we take a look at the HBCUs not affiliated with the CIAA, SIAC, SWAC, or the MEAC. And on today, we're going to take a look at West Virginia State, who does have an affiliation in the NCAA Division II, as a matter of fact, with the Mountain East Conference. The Mountain East Conference, of course, established in 2013 when a majority of the former WVIAC schools broke away and formed the MEC. And I'll tell you what, West Virginia State the last couple of years has done a good John uh, Pennington. As a matter of fact, the head football coach has done a tremendous job at West Virginia State, 6-5 and five last year. And I know that for him that's underachieving. But if you look at this West Virginia State program, the last three years has been pretty solid. But prior to that, over about, I would say, a six to seven year period, not good at all. Last time West Virginia State football was relevant, again, back in the WVIAC days during about the middle part of the 2000s or so. But now John Pennington has done a good job. He's got some good players. As a matter of fact, had 30 signees to his recruiting class. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the upcoming season for the Yellow Jackets on today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast after this small pause for the cause. Box to Road. Box to Road.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. Box to Road.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? Box to Road.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All American teams and weekly media coaches' polls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And Box to Row.com. Your HBCU sports leader. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row, the biggest names, our guests on Box to Row. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. And you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day, and I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. You know what this is. This is the one and only Eagle Double G. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and Sports, hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, say what's happening, man? It's TFT, man. Hello, this is Aretha Franklin, Queen of Soul. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, it's really focused, just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.botchtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row, real, relevant radio. We're back here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. And in his third season as the head football coach of West Virginia State is John Pennington. The Yellow Jackets finished 2018 with the 6-5 and five record. They were 5-5 five and five in the MEC. And they're going to open the season. Are the Yellow Jackets against Frostburg State? They're hosting Frostburg State. Um, on September the 5th as Coach Pennington joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Coach Pennington, welcome back to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me again. I was uh, uh, looking forward to the call. I've 
I figured it was about that time of year to talk some football. Absolutely. You know, I, I know, and when we talked last year, I think I said this to you when I looked at, you know, what you were able to accomplish in 2017. And for me, when I think about where the football program was before you took over as head coach, at least going back to the the – uh, from like 2008 to let's say 2015, just wasn't a good program. But since you've taken over and offensive coordinator now head coach, you've you've done well. I want to get your thoughts. I thought 2018 was a solid season. What were your thoughts on 2018? Well, there's always games that you felt like you know that that maybe slipped out of your fingertips, but there's also some that you don't really know how you came away with a victory. So um, we we lost our quarterback. Uh, our starting quarterback, who, in my opinion, is one of the best players, um, you know, definitely in the region, if not, you know, the whole country. And uh, he went out for the year in the first game, so we had to, um, you know, kind of change everything that we did. And uh, we had some uh, some pretty catastrophic injuries. You know, injuries are part of the game. You, you certainly expect that going into the season. But uh, the severity of the injuries that we had at, at multiple positions uh, we went, we had a change in the middle of the season from a three down to a four down because of linebacker injuries. So I, I was extremely proud of our team and our staff uh, for finding ways to get victories. Um, not one of those six victories was was easy. Uh, they were all you know they were all you know great team effort, uh, special teams, defense, offense, and so that was uh, what made it you know kind of a special season in, in my mind. Um, and to be able to continue. You know the the winning, um, you know uh, to have a winning program back to back seasons. Um, you know that that's not uh, our ultimate goal by any means, but uh, to find a way to get that done when it hasn't been done very often. Uh, it, it, you know there was there was some good feelings about that, but we know um, that we could be an eight or nine win team with or without you know our starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean if I look at the conference, the MEC, you know Shepherd's sort of. If, I mean I think was the sort of the been the cream of the crop. I know Charleston's made the playoffs uh, a couple of times. I mean, you lose to Charleston by four. You lose to Notre Dame by two. If you win those games, you're eight and three. Does eight and three get you into the playoffs? Um, not last year. You know, so, uh, some years it will, some years it won't. Most of the time, you're, you're probably going to need to get about nine wins. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, every every year, certain conferences in our region, they kind of beat each other up. And that was – Kind of what it seemed like last year. I think Paramount might have been eight and three, uh, didn't quite get in. Uh, but we've had you know some nine and two teams get in before. So what is what is your quarterback situation look like coming into 2019? If you had to name a starter, who would that starter be? Uh, it's Austin Hensley. The guy that got hurt last year um, has one more season to play, and he'll he'll be back this season. So we're we're extremely excited to have him. He, he's the um, unquestioned leader of the entire program. He's an outstanding leader. Um, you know, he, he's uh, um, definitely, you know, calls the shots. And, and so we're excited to have him and, and try and, you know, get him for more than three quarters would be a huge, a huge benefit. But we have other guys. Uh, we have a true freshman uh, quarterback that is outstanding out of Richmond, Virginia, uh, that we're, we're expecting to come in and compete. We have a guy from last year uh, that played, a, you know, played a little bit um, and, and had a great spring. So, uh, he's a guy that that does you know is a tough, gritty guy that can run the offense, and then we have this you know young freshman that we think down the road is is going to be the guy for the future. So um, we also signed a, a first team All State quarterback here in West Virginia uh, that's a good athlete. So we got some guys that can definitely uh, you know 
we, we kind of, I don't want to say we learned our lesson from last year, but we know that we, you know, even though we got a, a uh, you know, a dynamic player at that position, we're going to have to have, you know, multiple, you know, different types of quarterbacks. So just in case we can, you know, cover, cover our rear end, so to speak. Yeah. Austin Hensley, talk about him. I know you mentioned a couple other guys, but you mentioned he probably is the front runner right now. So what does he bring to the table? Uh, well, the leadership factor is huge. Um, you know, he's a coach on the field. We've been together. Uh, this will be our third, uh, fourth season together. So we've, we've, we've spent a lot of time together. Um, uh, on the field, uh, he's unrattled. He kind of reminds me of like a Phillip Rivers. Well, he'll, he'll stare down that, he'll stare down the bullet uh, as he's making a throw. I mean, he's not a runner, uh, very patient in the pocket, can, you know, can make any throw uh, out there and just, um, you know, they say there's no defense for a perfect throw, and Austin can, can certainly do that. But he's just such a, uh, such a coach on the field with run-pass option. Uh, he, he checks protections. You know, so many, he can just put you in the, in the right position uh, no matter who you're playing, and he just understands the whole offense. I'm, uh, I don't know if, he, if he's going to go into coaching, but he, he'd make a heck of a coach one day. Yeah. That the voice of John Pennington, the head football coach, at West Virginia State in his third season joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. And you you mentioned he's coming off an injury, so he's going to be aided by an, a phenomenal running game, which averaged close to 223 yards rushing per game, was led by Khalil Wilkins, who uh, had, what, 935 yards rushing, 6.3 yards per carry. I, I believe Carl Garman comes back as well. Can you speak to this running game and how much that will aid your quarterback? Yeah, you know, Carl Garman, uh, you mentioned him. He, he's uh, a different, you know, just a different player. We, not like we've had here at State. Uh, he'll, he'll be kind of the front runner going into the season. We have another guy named Dylan Lucas, a uh, local running back, I mean, one of the hardest workers on the team. He, he had, uh, I want to say he had, 10, eight, he had a bunch of touchdowns last year, maybe eight to ten touchdowns. Uh, and he'll be a, a junior, and he's, um, you know, made some big plays in our program. We have Kibo Cunningham coming back had a touchdown last year and then we've got some outstanding um you know young freshmen coming in that are going to help we have seven guys that we feel like are going to be capable to to carry the ball and that you know that's a tough position you got to have multiple people to do that and uh we got you know we have four returning starters on the offensive line uh starting with our center De- uh, Devin Bradshaw um who's a multiple all-conference player and uh we got a great young O-line coach who's probably one of the best I've ever seen and uh, doing a great job with those guys. So uh, we feel like, you know, that, you know, we can build off what we did last year. And, um, now, you know, now with hopefully having our quarterback back, the teams can't load up on the run to stop, a, you know, to stop our run game. And we feel like we can, we can kind of attack whatever way, um, you know, that the defense is going to, you know, whatever their, their, whatever their gonna, weakness is going to be, we feel like we can attack it. You know, I want to get your thoughts on the defense, maybe a different perspective that you have. I mean, if you look at the numbers, giving up about 411 yards of total offense per game. Uh, how have you addressed the, the defense? Well, we, uh, like I kind of mentioned before, in the, uh, in the middle, of the, actually in the middle of one of our games, we, we transitioned from a three-down to a four-down defense, which um, are, are completely light years apart. So uh, our, our defensive coordinator, George Shell, uh, hats off to him to be able to do that and uh, and find ways to get stops, um, you know, with, with kind of the injuries we had over there was extremely impressive. And um, when we took over, you know, we were really depleted on the defensive side of the ball. So, uh, so we, that's been a kind of a building in process. And 
you know, this spring they, they really dominated our offense, which hadn't happened in a few years. But uh, with four-down offense, you know, we have some great uh, interior defensive linemen that are, that are disruptive that can help stop the run game. Um, but really what's anchoring it is two um, uh, they're, they're upperclassmen, you know, depending on what the NCAA says with their eligibility, they're juniors or seniors. Um, but Dustin Krauser and Noah Hoxie are two, two good linebackers you're going to find in the middle. Um, we've got uh, a senior, Tavon Littleton at safety, who started for three years, and this will be his fourth year as a starter. So uh, those guys really understand what's going on. We have a, uh, a four-year starter at corner, and we had a freshman corner last year that was, uh, I believe he was second or third and uh, freshman of the year for defense. So uh, he comes back and, he, you know, with some uh, experience behind him. So we got, we got plenty of guys with experience, and now we've kind of found our identity with the score down. Uh, defense and and to be able to be multiple with that so we're you know we're just another year older uh we've added some some important parts uh in recruiting but uh just being another year older and continuing to build and we've grown every year i mean uh last year i think we were right in the middle of the pack on defense and we were you know i think last or second to last our first year together so coach shell really done a great job building uh and that you know you talked about how the program was down a little bit um, you know, obviously I had some success on offense, so they wouldn't have given me the job. But defensively, we hadn't – we still were in that kind of same spot. And George Shell has really, you know, turned that into an asset, we believe, this year. John Pennington, the head football coach at West Virginia State, joins us here on the program. You know, I didn't even know – I mean, growing up in so in the Washington area, remembering Frostburg State was like a D3 team. Didn't even know they were in your conference. But what what – Tell us about the Mech. Like, how challenging is it to play week in and week out in the Mech? Well, I mean, anybody, you know, anybody can beat you on any given weekend. There's no uh, – uh, and, and uh, I tell our team that all the time. Even if we, you know, play a team that we might have a little more talent than or, or we feel like we have an advantage, uh, they just um, – you know, we went up to West Lib and they, I think they had won two games and they, they beat the brakes off of us. Uh, you know, tough road game, tough place to play, homecoming. Um, you got to bring your A game. There's no real, there's no bottom dwellers. You know, there's everybody's fighting and scratching and clawing and trying to get to that top tier of the conference, especially with Shepard leaving. Uh, you know, kind of opens up a, a window for somebody to make a run at the title. And, uh, you know, obviously we think it's going to be, you know, the West Virginia State Yellow Jackets, but every team in this league has the, scholarships and the coaching and the facilities to be able to compete with anybody week in uh, week out so it makes makes for uh, you know an interesting season and um, that's what you know one of the reasons I love the Mountain East is um, you know it's just every week it's, it's a battle you know there's no there's no no bye weeks no down weeks you just better be ready to, to fight scratch and call every weekend and then lastly you you have a division one opponent in southeast Missouri State you play them the third week of the season uh, talk about that and, and maybe your expectations for going uh, to Missouri uh, to take on Southeast Missouri State. Well, I mean, we expect to win. We, every every game we play, we, we expect to win. Um, you know, and, and obviously they're they're a much more talented team. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna treat it like a bowl game. Uh, you know, we we have nothing to lose. You know, we have uh, certainly there's some guys on our team that want to prove themselves that to show, you know, all the people that said they couldn't do it, that they could play, you know, and, and, and win their matchups against that caliber opponent. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a great trip, uh, one that we can just let our let our hair down and just play football. And, um, you know, we can take a couple chances and, 
you know, not have to worry about it being a conference opponent. And, um, you know, we had a one-year window here. and It was tough to find a game, and we figured we'd, we'd go ahead and try and, you know, play up uh, and have fun with a one, you know, an FBS uh, opponent um, or an FCS opponent, you know, uh, for this one year where we're trying to find a, you know, before we get a home and away schedule uh, with an out-of-conference team next year. So uh, it was a good opportunity for our, you know, for us to, to do that this year. And uh, I think our, our guys are excited about it. That's, that's, uh, you know, that's other than Frostburg, that's, that's all they want to talk about. Wow. Entering his third season as the head football coach at West Virginia State is John Pennington. The Yellow Jackets open the season on the road on Thursday, September 5th, again at Frostburg State. Coach Pennington, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Yellow Jackets this season. Yeah, you know, Donnell, I really appreciate you having me again. And I'll tell you one more thing, you got to watch out for our special teams. Uh, they're, they're gonna, we're going to have some dynamic special teamers, um, and it's, it's an important facet of our program that we, you know, that we really think is going to be, uh, you know, going to help us win some games this year. So, uh, you know, look out for some block punts and kick returns and uh, big-time plays on the special teams this year. Awesome. We definitely will. Thank you, Coach Pennington. All right. Thank you. There he is, John Pennington, the head football coach at West Virginia State, as I mentioned, has done a good job there. I mean, it was a program, again, in 2016, he was the offensive coordinator. I think they finished 5-6 and six that year. The offense was very much high-powered. He takes over back-to-back six-win seasons. Before that, the program wasn't very good. So he's on the upward trajectory, and perhaps this could be an eight-win season for the Yellow Jackets. Got to run here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Our independent talk continues tomorrow as we head to Oklahoma and talk Langston Lions football. So you don't want to miss that right here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I'll talk with you tomorrow. I might take a sip. I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable to trip. I ain't popping no pill, but you do as you wish. I roll with some fiends. I love them to death. I got a few mil, but not all of them rich. What good is the bread?